Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the... reasonably agreeable Matthew Henry. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) How you doing, Matthew? I'm reasonably agreeable. That's That's, how I'm doing. That's right. Better than Lance McCullers. That's what I got to tell you. Uh, Oof. Oof. That was not reasonably agreeable at all, was it? (laughs) I mean, the Phillies really agreed with him a lot. They agreed yes. with him a lot. They they were like, yes, that is a good pitch. That is right where I like it. <laughs> yes, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I agree with that pitch. So he was maybe he wasn't reasonably agreeable. Maybe he was just too agreeable. Yeah, yeah. And well, and if we're you know if you're if you're uh, an Astros fan, then I could say that I'm better than the uh, Phillies offense. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, it has been an interesting World Series. We're going to talk about that. Let's not get too deep into it, but it, but it has been interesting. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to go six games, and because of that stupid rainout, that was the day. That was the day that was supposed to be Game Seven. So yeah. you and I had been hoping for a short series, and now we might get an extra day. Yeah, it's not happening. We're... It's not happening, is it? It's definitely no. not happening. This, yeah. Well, at least the games have been interesting. You know, I mean, for those of us that are watching, um, which you know, I, I I totally have no. Um, you know, I, 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 I totally understand those people who are not watching, you know, well, I, the Giants, I tried, yeah. I tried to, I tried to watch. So Halloween night, mm-hmm. I got my bowl of candy. <laughs> I got everything ready. I pull up my laptop because my TV is in another room, but I need to be near the door. So I pull up my laptop and I pull up the game on my laptop and I'm, and I just, I'm watching it, but not really watching it. I just have it on and I haven't gone on social media. I haven't done anything because I came straight home from work. I'm doing the, getting everything ready, feeding the kids, getting everybody in costume. You know, we're all doing the Halloween stuff. So I haven't paid attention to anything. I'm embarrassed to say it took me a good hour to realize I was watching game two. Like I, I, I was, and, and the clue was, I realized at one point that they were in Houston and, and I thought there's no, they're, they're supposed to be in Philadelphia. That's and, not the way this works. Yeah. And so that actually sparked my, my curiosity and I thought, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe they played three games. I, and I have no clue, right? My whole brain is like trying to figure it out. So I go on and the first thing I see is, you know, uh, an article that says, you know, what are the ramifications of a rainout for both teams? And I'm like, uh-huh. So it wow. took me an hour. An hour! An hour to figure out the fact that I was watching Game 2. <laughs> 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 oh, and, and then I'm like, I was even more mad because I could have been watching Monday Night Football the whole time. and uh, which, which wasn't a great game either. I switched over and watched the end of that one and uh, the Browns destroying. It was the... the- the, the Browns Bengals. and the Bengals. Yeah. 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 I, I did watch a little bit of that game and then and then I switched over to watch Drink Masters on Netflix. See, that's what I should have done from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm not super impressed with that show, but we don't I don't I don't want to get into that. But like episode two was kind of a mess. Like okay. they had some clear editing mistakes. Oh. That's and then they made and then they made the then they made the the bartenders like they have this like, you know, at the end when they have like the the, the suckiest people that get, get, you know, they make them do like this face off competition. Oh, right. Yes. And like it was such a gimmicky, stupid thing that like, you're giving these very accomplished bartenders and they're like, you have to make this classic cocktail with no bar tools. <laughs> and so they gave them a bunch of like hardware tools, you know, and it was like I, I was just like, that's insulting. It is. It's like it's insulting what? to them. It's insulting to me as the viewer. Like, this is just stupid. Why don't you have I, these amazing mixologists actually show their craft rather than right, using right. a screwdriver to, like, stir um, things? Or it was typical reality TV BS. It was like, I don't know. I could just see the young 27-year-old producer being so proud of themselves. They, they probably don't even drink real alcohol. They're probably out there drinking these fake, like, near, near, yeah. like. Oh, they're drinking canned cocktails and White Claws. Yeah. 
Or they're not even doing that. They're drinking those those fake cocktails, you know, those fake alcoholic beverages, you know, those like the things where they just put turpentine in there and they're like, it's a, it's a sophisticated taste. <laughs> um, but anyway, folks, today is Wednesday, November 2nd, as we record this podcast. Uh, the San Francisco Giants went 0-0 zero and zero this week because they are still not in the playoffs. Uh... It is currently the World Series, as we mentioned before. Uh, the series is now knotted up two to two. Matthew and I actually delayed the start of recording this podcast so we could watch to see if the Astros could close out what was basically a meaningless no-hitter. And spoiler alert, they did. Um, Sorry if you didn't realize that ahead of time, but uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, if, they did. If you're accidentally watching today's game tomorrow because you're, I don't know, challenged uh and that happens to you and i'm we, we just spoiled it sorry about that sorry about that and i guess by tomorrow i mean today because we're not going to release this until thursday but matthew i yes. got a world series related question for you i guess it's seven game series question for you okay okay here it is i am offering you tickets to any one game of the world series for free okay now, yeah. let's just say, like, you can magically be in the city, right? Because I'm offering you games one through seven. But the series hasn't started yet. And you don't know how long it's going to go. Which game do you choose? That That's a good question, because I've actually thought about this. I've thought about people who have tickets to game six or seven, and the series ends in five, and how bummed they must be. And I, I think you were in that, that boat, now that I'm saying that out loud, weren't you? I I had tickets to games games six and seven in the 2010 World Series. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was still rooting for them to win in Arlington because, you know, I didn't want to tempt fate. Right, right. I I mean, obviously it would be great to be at a game that's clinching, right? The, the World Series clinching game. But I think if I had to choose to make sure that I actually saw a game, I would choose game one. I think yeah. I think the uh, just watching like for example watching the Phillies uh, game one yesterday and their pregame ceremonies they had they had uh, they had representatives of the four Philadelphia major sports who had won a ring throw out the first pitch to members of the last World Series team for the Phillies and uh, it was pretty cool it was a pretty cool moment and I think if you're a Phillies fan you're going nuts right or if you're a Philadelphia fan you're going nuts because Dr. J's out there you've got all these I mean it's it was pretty cool and so I think just all that combined game one they bring it you know it's just the energy is there so I'm choosing game one yeah I think that's a really good choice I mean you know you could gamble on game seven but me I I'm a guy who really likes to maximize his chances so I would choose game four. Yeah. Well, that right? was my second choice. Yeah. 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 Because game four is, you know, it could be the clincher. Um, but if it's not the clincher, it's a super important game otherwise, because it either lets one team, they win. And if they're down 0-3, you know, if they win, they survive one day, you know, so it's do or die. Or if it's if it's two to one, right, like this could either shift the series in a major way like it did today for the Astros, right? The Astros tied the series up today and basically turned this into a three-game series where they have two home games, Yeah. right? If the Phillies had won today, that's a much different story. It means the Astros have to win three in a row and they might not even go home, right, tomorrow, after tomorrow. Mm. So so that's why game four is, is so important, especially when you have no idea. But, but game one, yeah, game one is pretty nice, right? Because it's just... It's brand new. There's all the pomp and circumstance, and it's just, you know, a super, super, you know, amped up fan base. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's no bad game, yeah. you know? Yeah. And if I had to, and as I said, if I had to go back to 2010, I wouldn't have done it any other way, you know, because, like, I didn't, you know, I don't want to tempt fate. I didn't want to have the Giants come back to San Francisco and have me watch two games where they lose both of them. And then they lose the World Series, right? Because that, that was a possibility, too. Yes, exactly, so, but, exactly. Yeah, but that's why I didn't make it to the 2010 World Series, because I did have tickets, but the games didn't happen. Right, well, I got a question for you. Oh, yeah? All right. Yeah, wow. so, uh, kind okay. of World Series related, but in this one specifically. So uh, so Bryce Harper. Uh, Hate that guy. I know. I know. But in his last at-bat of the National League Championship Series, he hit a, a home run. That yes. the clinched the the I heard about it. Them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then on the very next pitch, 
In his first at-bat in the World Series, he hit a home run. Mm-hmm. And both times, he turns to his dugout, he yells, and he flips the bat, he throws it, and it's just this this raw emotion, which, you know, again, if you're not a, a Bryce Harper fan, understandable, but the baseball moments were really cool. And, and so my question to you, and I ask you this knowing what a big, like, Matt Williams fan you were <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're in that position, are you tossing the bat? Are you flipping it like crazy? Or are you just like dropping it and running around the bases? Matthew, I, I imagine myself hitting home run, important home runs pretty much um, every waking moment of the day. Right. Like this is the fantasy that I'm constantly, you know, like when the kids are just nagging at you, yang, 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 or the cat's barfing up another hairball onto the floor yeah. or, you know, like your boss is yelling at you or one of the people that you manage is like whining at you about how you're not They don't feel like they're growing in their job. Like, nah, nah, nah. I'm just in my mind. I'm not there. Right. I'm hitting a walk off home run. OK. Right. Or I'm hitting a game tying home run. And what I've decided is, is that. I would do it based on the moment, right? Like, like you know, it really depends. Like, sometimes I would charge around the bases like the old Marine, you know? I, I, I would keep my head down and run around the bases. You know, I think if we were losing by a lot mm-hmm. or if I want, really wanted to get my team energized, right, because we were just getting our butts kicked, I, I would do it like that because I would charge back into the dugout and then I would just start yelling at everybody. I'd be dropping F-bombs at everybody. Yeah. Like you're effing next and you're effing next. And, and what are you doing? You get up there. You know, that's how I would be. But in other moments, like, you know, anytime I hit a home run against the Dodgers, <laughs> right? Preseason, like, whatever. Right? Oh yeah. 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 I would just, I would do a Barry Bonds where I just like, I, I kind of casually just take off my, all of my protective gear. The bat boy comes running up. I hand it to him, you know, and uh, I'm not even looking, the ball's still flying. And I'm just like, and then, and then, uh, and then I do a big old crotch grab, you know, not at anybody, but not, not at anybody. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then I slowly saunter around the bases. And as the Dodger fans are booing me, because this is definitely happening in LA, I'm giving kisses out to the audience. You know, it's like, you know, and just like basking in it. You know, I would be doing curtain calls to the boos. So it really depends on the moment. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not a purist. I'm not, I'm not like... I, I I love Matt Williams as a player, and I really like that he played that way, but I love me some bat flips. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, as I was thinking of this, I was trying to picture what you would say, and I was kind of, I got to thinking that, you know, on one hand, Matt Williams, all-time favorite giant, but then we also know what, a, like, a fan of Jazz Chisholm you are, you know? And, exactly. And I'm, and I'm just like, so there's a juxtaposition there of, like, old school and, and new school, and yeah, so I... I think that's yeah. a good answer. I yeah, think. jazz is all show and all boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I'm here for it. You know, like if you're that good and you're that flashy and you're that, you know, ah, God, I mean, that guy stands on top of the world. You know what I mean? I he's do. not sitting, he's standing. <laughs> and it's like, if you're that guy, yeah, you know what? And then uh, let the man dress however he wants to dress. God, God. You all right? So. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm offended on his behalf. You know, this <laughs> earlier this season, like some of his own teammates, they had to have like a clubhouse meeting because they were upset about the way he was dressing before games. You know what I'm upset? You know, like if I'm, if I'm jazz in that situation, I'm, you know what I'm upset about? That you exist. Like, get out of my face. You're just yeah. jealous that I'm good and you play for the Marlins. Well, it just shows you how, I mean, in that instance, how far removed Major League Baseball is from like the NBA and the NFL uh, because I mean you have the obligatory locker room walk getting off the bus walking in for those two sports and it's all about the ice that they're wearing and the, oh, it's a the fashion swag show. and what you know all that they got going on and and with baseball it's like it, it, yeah they yeah. They're like hey, you're just dressing too nice mm-hmm. yeah I mean let you know what let the good guys let ever the rest of the world know how good they are and you who are not as good shut up be, be glad you're getting a Major League Baseball paycheck. How about that? How about that? All right. On that note, Bob, ask somebody the question. What are you drinking, Matthew? See, Bob remembers who's 
turn it is. <laughs> but you know what? Good, because we pay that guy a lot of money. Out of the three of us, he's got the highest salary. He does. <laughs> he definitely gets paid the most. Well, thank you, Bob, and your uh, well-paid uh, voice for asking me that question. Today, there's no reason to bring this cocktail to the podcast. Sometimes I try to tie it in with something, but in this case, it was just uh, hack- happenstance. I, uh, I listened to a bartender's podcast called Bartenders at Large by a guy named Eric Castro. And Eric is a you know, celebrity bartender, if there is such a thing. I mean, he is uh, pretty, pretty well-respected in the kind of current cocktail renaissance that we're experiencing right now. And he has a very, uh, very good podcast where he invites uh, professionals throughout the industry to come and talk on his podcast. And so I listen to that regularly. And uh, one of his most previous ones, he introduced this cocktail called Poison Ivy. And it has vodka, 1.75 ounces of vodka, a quarter ounce of absinthe, three quarter ounces of lime juice, three quarter ounce simple syrup, and four to five basil leaves. And you throw all those into a cocktail shaker with uh, with ice, and you shake it up till it's well chilled, and double strain it into a coupe glass, and garnish it with a basil leaf. And what I really liked about this cocktail is the absinthe really brings the anise like licorice flavor to the forefront because the vodka, you know, as you may or may not know, is a kind of a neutral spirit. I mean, there's really not a whole lot going there. So every other uh, Every other flavor that's in this cocktail comes to the forefront, and mainly the absinthe, the lime, and the basil all play really nicely together. And it's a really refreshing, uh, kind of bright cocktail, and uh, I really like it. In fact, I made a double. I'm on my second one right now. And so, uh, and mainly because, you know, we had to watch the no-hitter. I'm further into the cocktails than I normally am and feeling good. And I would absolutely recommend the Poison Ivy cocktail to uh, to anyone that really, um, obviously, you got to like the, the anise kind of flavor a little bit, but because uh, that is kind of the forefront. But um, give it a shot. I think it's, I think you'd like it. It's a good, good cocktail. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. Yes, Bob. Earn that money, baby. Earn that money. I agree, Bob. I, I, you know, I would recommend just five basil leaves. You know, whenever a recipe says four to five or, you know. Oh, you always go for the over. End to M. Yeah, you always go for the over, right? Like, just more is more. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, it's like it's yeah. like a co- it's like when you're cooking and they say like two cloves of garlic to you know you're like yeah. whatever yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, or they're like you know salt and pepper to taste which means just like just 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 another handful of pep of salt yes and another handful of pepper when you're at it but although you know just how much it really depends on how much cranking of the the thing you want to do unless you got one of those electric ones do you have an electric pepper grinder oh I do use? not I have the same oh. one that I got when we got married it was on like my registry. And it's a like a, um, a stainless steel pepper mill. Yeah. And yeah. like I see no reason to change. I, it's, right. it, it still grinds the pepper. It still looks nice. Uh, so I use this. I don't know it's been twenty two years the same pepper. I got. That's fine. I have I have one too from my wedding that was a gift from one of my groomsmen who I don't think I've seen since my wedding. <laughs> Nate, buddy, call me. Miss oh, you. That guy. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we still use that pepper grinder. It's amazing. It's great. But anyway, you also have that big one, don't you? With yeah, like, that's, that's the big one. That's the big one I'm talking about. It's oh, gigantic. Big, it is. Like you yeah. can't. You can't just do it over. You have to like stand like three feet away and like do yes. the. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And it's multicolored. It's, it's really beautiful. And it's well, that's good different. when you got a really splattery pan. It's nice because you got this big long protective like thing. Uh, you can gotcha. really, and you look. You look really pro. Really, and you got the 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 the, the flour sack towel over your shoulder. <laughs> And yes. uh, and you're grinding that sucker, and you're just like anyway. That's why you come here, fans. That's why you come here, listeners, for this quality content. <laughs> Bob, hit me. What are you drinking, Ben? Oh wow, Bob! I thought you'd never ask. Thank you for asking. That's very kind of you. Um, let's see. Well, as I promised everybody, I'm done. I'm not making any new cocktails. Like I am going to be drinking Planters Punches. Until the Giants sign Aaron Judge, and knowing the Giants and how they screw things up, especially free agency, that means I'm I can't drink another cocktail ever again. It's all Planters Punches. No more daiquiris for you, man. No more daiquiris for me. But here's the good news: a Planters Punch, as we learned last week, is just a poem, right? Right. It's 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 one part sour, two parts sweet. 
three-part strong, four-part weak. And yes, for those of you who didn't listen last week, we know those don't rhyme. I studied English literature at a very renowned university. It's not as renowned as it was because they were cheating. They were just just misrepresenting uh, the facts. Yeah, just like I'm misrepresenting the facts because I didn't graduate from that school. I went there, but I didn't graduate. I did. Yeah, you did. Good job. Good job for getting uh, the degree from the cheater the cheater school. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm drinking a planter's punch. And last week I had one out of the, the book called Tiki by Shannon Mustafer. I, it was a, it's a very simple recipe in that particular one. It was a very uh, a white rum, you know, a white Jamaican. Well, it wasn't Jamaican rum. It's actually a San Diegan rum because I was drinking cut water. But it is a very clean, crisp, white rum uh, pot distilled with sugarcane juice. And um, it's a very, very nice rum, but it's also very light and delicate. So it's really good for other kinds of cocktails, like a daiquiri. Um, and uh, that also had grenadine in it. So, so what I did this week is I kept that same ratio, um, but I, I changed out the rum. I'm still using, I'm using a true Jamaican rum now. It's called... Uh, plantation. Uh, I can't remember which one it is. It's got a weird, like, uh, Aztec-y name. It starts with X, Aksamaya or something like that. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll find out during the show and, and tell you at the end of the show. Pretty, pretty sure the Jamaican rum doesn't have an Aztecian name. I know. I know. <laughs> I know that this is what I'm saying is weird, but, but I, I'll tell you how to spell it later. We'll, we'll look it up during the show. Hang on. And then uh, so I changed that out. So I have two and a quarter ounces of that. And then I have um, one and a half ounces of homemade raspberry syrup. Yes, homemade. That's what I did yesterday. I went out, I got me some strawberry, sorry, some raspberries, muddled them, made a rich, simple syrup. So that's two parts sugar to one part water. I muddled the raspberries in the syrup, let it sit overnight. And then I strained that out uh, strained all the liquid out of that and and that's your raspberry syrup uh and then uh, combine that with um with three ounces of of pineapple juice now that's the week in in the other cocktail that i did last week we just used the water from shaking the cocktail so we took the dilution from the ice that was in the cocktail shaker and that was our week in this particular case i actually wanted to use a juice so instead of shaking it, I stirred it. I stirred it with ice and then in a, in a mixing glass, and then I strained that over a fresh glass of ice in a Collins glass. So what's different... Oh, and then I put uh, Peychaud's bitters on top of this one instead of Angostura's, which I did last week. So after all of that, the question is, are they different? And the answer is yes. Are they noticeably different? Well... Probably not, especially if you're drinking them back to back like I well, I actually have both versions right here in front of me. And since we did watch that baseball game, I I don't really know. Like I've kind of forgotten. So I, I got to Let me let me start the taste tests over again. Oh, yeah, that's the tropical punchy kind of flavor. That's the grenadine, uh, mostly grenadine and Angostura bitters in there. And that was last week's. And here's Nick this week's. Mmm. Well, you know what? The pineapple juice really sticks out, which I think is kind of obvious. Yeah. I, I think the dominant flavor was really a comment was in the other one was really the, the grenadine followed quickly by the, the bitters. Here mm. it's all about the pineapple juice. Um I would say the change in rum, I don't know that I really notice, although there is a little kind of I don't want to say funkiness. There's a little bit of body to this one that I think is coming from that um that a little bit extra flavorful rum. I'm just wondering, does the raspberry syrup like come through? Because you've got a lot going on there. You got the lime and the pineapple juice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. Well, I, and I think, I mean, it's a brighter kind of more um, complementary flavor. Whereas in last week's cocktail, the grenadine was kind of running the show. You know, mm. um, it definitely is bringing its sweetness. Um, you know, so it's doing that job. And yes, I definitely do notice it. It's it's kind of a note added to the pineapple, right? Um, but, uh, but in both cases, I would say these are both super drinkable fruity cocktails, you know, that you would just serve this in a big old punch bowl at an event and, and watch everybody just get totally sloshed because these are super, super drinkable. Um, 
I think if I were to do anything about either of these recipes, quite honestly, is actually to um, uh, to bump up the the rum ratio a little bit mm. so that you could taste that a little bit more. So that's be a little bit more spirit forward. But I don't know that that's really the point of a planter's punch, you know? So, um, but I, I think if you're really, you know, getting into the cocktails and you want to, to really taste the spirit, right? Um, maybe I would do that. Maybe I'll try that next time. Because as I said, next week, I will also be drinking. <laughs> A planter's punch, and I'm going to look up the name of that uh, that 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 rum that you don't think exists, Matthew. Yeah, I uh, is it Maison XO? No, it's Zaymaka. Oh, all right. X A Y M A C A. Easy for you to say. I, I maybe. <laughs> That's the way I'm saying it. Zaymaka. X A Y M A C A. I, I wanted to comment on your 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 thought about the extra rum and and I feel like anything with the word punch in it is probably less spirit forward and more about you know kind of the uh, all the stuff that goes around it. So I I think that's yeah. probably by design, right? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, a punch is meant to be drinkable. Yeah. It's yeah. not a, it's not, I'm going to sit here and, and relish in the flavors of this fine spirit. It's more like I'm at a party. I, I feel awkward around other human beings. I need something to, to get me to, to talk to people about something other than, than baseball or Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so I'm going to go drink this punch and, and, you know, a good punch will, will get me talking about. I don't know, whatever sophisticated people talk about, stocks and bonds, tobacco. I don't know. I've, I, you're asking the wrong person. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Occasionally my kids, you know, I just throw them in there. Um, right, right, right. Oh, complaining about millennials, which I already know how to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's sorry. That's a boomer party. Sorry. <laughs> that's not a sophisticated party at all. Uh, I don't know. What do sophisticated millennials talk about? Uh, climate climate they, change. They, they, yeah, they complain about how we screwed up their the world for them. Well, it's, I'm not saying they're wrong. No, no, but I, it is. But what it is. it's no. it's 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 kind of an awkward conversation for me to have. You know? <laughs> anyway, speaking about awkward conversations, I don't think that was a good segue. No, <laughs> I was like, wow, are we segueing into this? Uh, I was going to use the millennial segue to talk about how we just watched a bunch of millennials run around on the field, uh, but I'm not even sure if that's the case, right? They're still millennials. No, they're they? millennials. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are starting to be Gen Z, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like the star for the Mariners, he's definitely Gen Z. Um, Julio, is that his name? Eugenio? No, a, that's, no, he's no, he's, he's definitely a millennial. He's definitely millennial. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Eugenio, the uh, the second most prolific home run hitter in the American League over the past five years? That's exactly who I was I was mentioning. Yeah, that. yeah. Household name, Mr. House, Suarez. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Play, well, I guess I guess he's not the most prolific in the American League because he's only been in the American League for one year because he played for the Reds. The point is, nobody listening to this show knows who we're talking about, even though in his career he's got a bazillion home runs. I and think my, we have a sophisticated audience. I think they know who Eugenio Suarez is. Eugenio Suarez? Oh, that's you what I meant. Eugenio Eugenio. Suarez, yes. That's that's what I said. <laughs> Your cocktail is showing, Matthew. <laughs> the second cocktail, yeah. Yeah. He's got 224 career home runs. That's what you get for... He's, the three teams he's played for are the Tigers, the Reds, and the Mariners. Oh, poor guy. I mean, you might as, you might as well not exist. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had the, the, the foresight to sign a seven year contract right before he really started hitting home runs. So he only, <laughs> he only averages nine million dollars a year over his seven he's a, years. He's a very wealthy man. Not yeah, as wealthy as a lot of other baseball players, but, but he's very wealthy. Yeah, well, totally. I mean, he's not homeless. That's for sure. But anyway, what was your segue? Uh, just that that uh, I don't even know. I don't know. But we should probably talk about the World Series. Let's just let's just do the blunt segue into the World Series. Well, uh, so today, the big, I think, is this the biggest news? This is the biggest be. news of the World Series so far, sure. right? I mean, yesterday was pretty amazing. But today, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there was a no-hitter, right? That's why we started recording late. Not that our listeners know that. It makes no difference to them. Maybe I should release it half an hour late tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like they're waiting with a beta <laughs> yeah, they're for waiting. us to relate. Uh, you're saying they don't. <laughs> Are you saying they don't? I, I, I will say that as soon as you do release it, we get quite a few downloads. So that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. 
Um, I'm thinking that's just automated apps, just automatically downloading them. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that people are like hanging on. Oh, they get the notification and they jump into the app. That's that's exactly what what I'm envisioning. You envision like Grand Slam or hitting home runs. I envision people downloading our podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, there was a no hitter. Not really a no hitter, though. It was like four pitchers having a good day. That's true. That that is definitely true. I mean, it was three guys having one, two, three innings. Yeah. Right. Which well, no, not even time, that. Right? Not even that. No, one, yeah, guys, one guy walked a, you know, the guy one guy the walked a dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's really is. I mean, I know technically a combined no hitter is a no hitter, but is it really a no hitter? No. No, because no guy can ever say if that group can ever say, "Oh, I threw a no hitter." No, they're gonna be right? like, "I was part of a combined no hitter," and then the people that they tell are gonna be like, "Oh, that's cool." That's yeah, what they're going to exactly. say. Right? They're not going to say, oh, wow, that's amazing. You throw no hitter. No way. That's so cool. They're not doing that. No. And I think the only guy who can really, you know, take any credit for this is is the catcher. But even he, it's a little stained. It's a little stained, right? Because it's like, you know, it's still, it's a combined no hitter. Uh, yep. Is the catcher, right? You know? Um, yeah. Combined no hitters are not real no hitters. We all know that. Well, and, then, and then Javier, the the starting pitcher, threw ninety seven pitches in six innings. So, yeah. I mean, you know, not not exactly the most efficient uh, pitching performance. Ever. Yeah, I mean, a lot of reasons that we have combined no hitters these days is because you know the game has changed so much that managers are afraid to leave starters in, right? Like that's where we are these days. Like allowing a starter to finish the game is like one of the most evil things a manager can do, <laughs> right? It's like because either he's putting the game at risk or he's putting the health of his pitcher at risk, right? Yeah. Um, gone, gone are the days when Bochi was leaving uh, Lincecum in for 137 pitches. Right, to finish his no-hitter. But the point is, at least, you know, Lincecum was approaching it, you know, and it was like, at least he got through seven. 97, though, that 97 pitches through six is like, there was no chance of that ever happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was going to have to throw 150 pitches. And, uh, yeah, I, I nothing against Dusty for taking him out. Um but, you know, this game really didn't matter. I mean, well, it's, I it's talking... about winning the game. They don't give a sh- right. crap about the no hitter. Right. I mean, that's, right. That's... Right. And so so my question for you, Matthew, is, you know, we talked about this, like why I, I would choose game four. Yeah. As my my one ticket to the World Series. This was that pivotal moment. Right. Like if the Astros lose this game, they go down three one and they're staring at elimination tomorrow in Philadelphia. Right. And they have to win three in a row to win the World Series. Which is and a tall order. And I, I that is a bet, tall order. I would bet that the numbers uh, would show that that's uh, a rare occurrence where someone wins right. three in a row. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. Even with the fact that they're going home, right? It, it's yeah. still unlikely. So my question for you, though, is is that, you know, since they, they didn't do that, they're now two and two. Um, so obviously that makes a huge difference. But... Is there such a thing as momentum? Like, does it matter that they know hit the Phillies? Is this like, oh, now the, the Astros have definitely the upper hand? And maybe they do, because this does mean they're going back to Houston. But beyond that, is there is there momentum in baseball? I, I would say no, because it's not like basketball where you've got the same starting five. You know, I mean, the starting pitcher dictates a lot of how each game plays out. And you're, you know, obviously you don't have the same starting pitcher from back to back. So I, I think baseball out of all the sports probably has uh, the least momentum factor, I think in, in there. And you go to game three, you know, the, the Phillies had five home runs in the first, you know, three innings or four innings or whatever it was. And, and, uh, and just rode that through to a really nice win. And, and then they come back the next day and they get no hit. So I, I don't think you can say that baseball has momentum. I think maybe there's a small confidence kind of builder. At least now they, you know, the Astros feel like they're in it. You know, maybe they even feel good because they're going back to Houston uh, with possibly, you know, two chances to to win a World Series, which I'm sure they they like. Uh, but as far as like just overall, you know, quote unquote momentum, I I don't buy it. I don't think the baseball has has that. I think uh, each play, each individual at bat has the opportunity to turn something around. And I don't think that there's a collective momentum to to talk about. Yeah, I I, I think you're totally right. I I think the the starting pitcher, because the starting pitcher exists or, you know, has that such impact on the game that that quote unquote momentum starts and stops with the starting pitcher in every game. Um, I will say this. I think the Astros have a ton of momentum because they've scored five runs exactly in three of the four games that have been played so far. 
Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because I think I was reading something earlier where there had each team has had at least a five run lead in the first three games. And that was after game three. And now this goes into game four. And that had never happened before in the history of the World Series. And so now we've extended that even more uh, to to four games, uh, which is crazy. I mean, you know, and which is, you know, baseball, right? I mean, just weird stuff happens. Weird stuff happens, right? What's also interesting, too, is, is that we've had some really interesting games. I think games one, three, and four have all been very, very noteworthy and, and entertaining and interesting to watch. But only one of these four games has actually been close. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, the the other ones have been just been sort of dominating wins. Yeah, I mean, 5-2 to two doesn't necessarily sound like domination, but, but the Phillies didn't score those two runs until late, one of them in the ninth inning and in game two. Uh, so, so it is interesting how we've had a lot of interesting games in this series, but not a lot of close games. Um, and, and honestly, at this point, now that they're at two, two, and given how the Astros have been scoring runs, uh, and, and the Phillies have been sort of up and down, I really feel like whether it's momentum or just being the better team in the better position, I really feel like the Astros are, 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 are poised to assert their dominance starting tomorrow. But you know what? That's why they play the games. I said that the Astros were going to... Well, I didn't say. I I wished. I hoped that the Astros would sweep in four so we'd be done by now. (laughs) But since that isn't happening and we're sitting here talking about it, I'm just going to go out here on a limb and say the Astros have got... The Astros have the quote-unquote momentum. And that momentum is really... They're the better team who's been playing better overall in this series. Right, and and I think, although I think that the rain delay and how it affects you know pitching rotations and things like that might actually benefit you know Philadelphia, and and so who knows you know I, I think that the the you know the the Phillies have been playing on house money since they got into this tournament, and so you know I at this point it wouldn't surprise me if the Phillies win the next two games and they you know and they win and yeah. and I think they've pushed it this far they've won two. Uh, I'm sure that's two more than maybe some thought. I mean, they, I remember the Astros hadn't lost a game going into the World Series in this uh, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the in the tournament. So uh, I I don't know. I'm going with the Phillies. I think the Phillies still have a good shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, as they say, an old poker tournament saying, they've got a chip in a chair, right? And that's they've got right. more than that. That's right. They got they got even money. Um, you know. So yeah. I mean. Sure, I, I think I think this, you know either of these teams is is going is it has a very very good chance of, of winning. I definitely agree with you that the rain delay benefited the Phillies because I think the Astros have a better pitching staff overall. They're deeper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and Philadelphia therefore benefits from the extra days of rest because they rely more on on uh, on less on fewer pitchers and having that extra day off gets those pitchers an extra day of rest. Um, you know, it didn't pan out. Uh, today, right? It didn't, 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 but, you know, and, and I think the longer the series goes, the less that effect it has on them. But, um, you know, I mean, sure. I think it really, it's a roll of the dice at this point. Either of these two teams could win. Uh, my money's on the Astros, but I'm betting, you know, fake money. That's right. <laughs> I bet fake, 10 fake dollars that the Astros win the All World right. Series this I, year. I will cover that bet with my, 10, right. with my 10 fake dollars. Sweet. All right, and, um, and you know, cool. so one of the things that uh, you, know, you and I both subscribe to the Athletic, uh, and if you don't subscribe to the Athletic, I must say it's money well spent if you're if you're a baseball fan. Uh, the, but that's that's fully your choice, and you don't have to do that if you don't want. Oh, to. Oh, sure, because, whatever. You don't because have to. they don't advertise this show. No, they don't. Yeah. But I will say some really good writing over there, and one of them is that Jason Stark, longtime baseball writer, does this like uh, the weird and wild things where he kind of takes like things that happen in baseball and talks about how crazy that is. And, and he did one on game three of the World Series yesterday, and there were a couple of things that kind of jumped out at me. One is, and I mentioned Lance McCullers Jr., the starting pitcher for the, for the Astros, uh, you know, got shelled yesterday in game three. And what was interesting about that, and this is so cool, is that he gave up four home runs to 242 batters this season, including postseason, prior to yesterday. And then he gave up five home runs to the first 20 batters he faced in Game 3. And, you know, that kind of stuff just like, you're like, you're like what? You know, and, and baseball just, it's, it's 
it's so much fun because of that. Like you're just like all of a sudden, you know, they were they were taking him deep every other time. And there was some discussion about was he tipping his pitches and I saw some videos out there that he was raising his leg higher during fastballs than he was during uh during breaking balls. Uh but uh but nonetheless, you know, they 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 took him deep and five times when he'd only given up four home runs all season. So that was that was one that I thought was interesting. The other, oh, you're gonna say something? Yeah, you were about to talk. I'm sorry. What? Booger. <laughs> no, that, I mean he's. <laughs> that's what you wanted to say? Yeah. No, I was just saying. You, you, but yeah, yeah. That, yeah. No. All right. No, you, you, yeah, yeah. That's it. I, I, yeah. Booger. <laughs> I pass back to you. <laughs> wow, we're definitely full into our cocktails now, aren't we? We, yeah, we got we got 18 minutes of, of, of time left. Oh, man. Uh, more than if that, we, want, we started late. You know, but, that's uh, true. That's true. We, we, I was going to say this. I was okay. going to say this. He swears he wasn't tipping pitches. But then I was like, how would you know? Yeah, right. Like, if you if knew you, you were tipping known, them, you wouldn't be doing it, right? I that's mean, that's, right. It's, it's kind of the, yeah. Well, I wasn't <laughs> tipping my pitches. Like, you're the last person on the planet that should be asked this Yeah, question. you are not the authority on that one. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, Continue. The, so the other tidbit that I took out of this article by Jason Stark uh, has actually a Giants reference, which was interesting. He noted that because the Astros have played, uh, you know, they've swept their opponents in the first two opening rounds uh, of of the I keep calling it the tournament, but they, you know the the tournament. I'm going to call it that. Uh, that they had only played nine games in their last 26 days, and. Uh, and so, so he asked that he has this research, like some research firm that does all of his baseball reach for them. And he asked them, uh, what was the last time that's happened? And it's only happened one other time where a team in the World Series has played so few games in the span of 26 days. And that was the A's and the Giants in 1989 because there happened to be an earthquake that, that delayed the World Series for 12 days, which I thought was interesting. And allowed the A's to start their numbers one and number two, you know. Yes. And uh, yes. not that, I mean, the A's were the better team, clearly on paper, um, without a doubt, but still. But still, er- when you have to face Dave Stewart and uh, I can't remember who the other guy was, but uh, twice, it's it's you know, not not looking good. No, it, it wasn't looking good. And uh, wow. Well, thanks for bringing back that lovely memory. Uh, <laughs> We always always like to go back to the Loma Prieta earthquake when we can revisit. Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting, though, that, that there was so much talk um, around round one and how the five day layoff might have hurt the, the, the number ones and number two seeds from each each um, each team. It's sorry, each league. And then now here we are with, you know, three games left to play in the World Series, two or three games left to play in the World Series, and the Astros have played so few games, and they're, you know, arguably uh, in the the dominant position to win the World Series. So, you know, I, I guess the, the long and short of it is, is that I don't know that this matters as much as people want it to matter, and it's certainly not an excuse for why the Dodgers suck balls. <laughs> yeah. I just oh. wanted to make sure that was clear. I'm glad. I'm glad you got that in there. Yeah. This is not an excuse for the Dodgers. The, the Astros prove that a good team can still win with a layoff. It's because they've got a good manager pushing all the right buttons. That's it. That's it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Dodger fans, you should fire Dave Roberts. Fire Dave Roberts. Agreed. Yeah. Paulo Duca. Chase Tingler. He's out there, man. He's ready. He's, he's, he's out there. He's ready for his second chance. He is. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Boy. <laughs> what else? You got any other tidbits? No, none. No? So I think we should move on to the next one. We're, we're really no. great with the uh, segues today, but... Uh, <laughs> no more Juicy Morsels? I, 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 that was it. I don't know. There were, there were a lot more morsels. other ones in there, but those are the ones that I wrote down. <laughs> Speaking of Juicy Morsels, here's this Juicy Morsel. Okay. Matthew? Yes. Take it away. Juicy morsel. All right. Well, <laughs> reporting so, uh, live from his closet in Santa Rosa. Here's Matthew, <laughs> reasonably agreeable Henry. That's right, reasonably agreeable. Uh, you know who won't be reasonably agreeable though are a uh, number of free agents looking to get paid this year. How'd you like that segue? Huh? 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 Anyway. Uh, one of the things that we did not talk about last week, we did reference the article from. 
what NJ.com or whatever, the guy that basically had the inside scoop to yeah, that, that said that Aaron Judge was really angry at the Yankees and Yankees fans and was ready to become a giant. And uh, and we were we were eating that stuff up. But what what also came out from that was that the Giants uh, also need to prove to Aaron Judge that they are uh, willing to put their team in a position to win. And and part of that was possibly signing Aaron Judge's good friend, uh, Anthony Rizzo. And we happen to have a, a vacancy at first base that was left by <laughs> the captain, Brandon Belt. Uh, still miss you. I love you, Brandon. Love you. Love you. Anyway, uh, and so we, we that could be a package deal, right? We could bring Rizzo over uh, to lure Mr. Judge. Uh, I don't know. I'm torn on that one because obviously he's a very good baseball player, also getting on an age, does not really qualify as that getting younger and more athletic thing that, uh, that Farhan Zaidi was talking about. But at the same time, do you really need to be younger and athletic and play first base? I don't know. As long as you're healthy and play, right? Uh, which is more than what Brandon Belt has been able to do the last year or two, uh, or his career for that matter. Uh, does it matter? Does it matter? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. If I mean, would, would you be okay with Aaron Judge being, I mean, uh, Anthony Rizzo being our starting first baseman? If it helps us get Aaron Judge, yes, I would be okay with that. I mean, Rizzo, he is getting up there in age. He's a left-handed batter. Uh, at the same time, he hit 32 home runs and had OPS plus of 131 this past season. So you He know, also plays uh, with an incredibly short right field porch. Yes, yes. And so a lot of those home runs would be doubles off the wall? Yeah. I mean, you know, as long as they hit the wall, uh, you know, <laughs> as long as they hit the wall, Anthony, uh, I, I, you know, and, and those home runs turn into doubles, I, I'll be fine with it because your friend Aaron Judge, who's hitting behind you, is going to come knock you in, you know, fine. Like, I, I, would I be OK with Anthony Rizzo if it gets us Aaron Judge? Yes. Like, especially if they sign him to a shorter term contract. I honestly don't. At this point, Matthew, I just want them to sign big names who aren't hurt. Like, just prove to me that you can do that. And uh, and if that's what it takes to get Aaron Judge through the door, then do it. Do it. Like, whatever it takes to get us some interesting names that makes me want to buy tickets in April. Right? Because right now, I do not want to buy tickets in April. I have no... I, what All I want to do is watch and see how good this team is. And then I'll decide what to do. But you guys got to go out and get good names that makes me want to come to you know, buy tickets for those early games. And Aaron Judge is the biggest name out there. But you know what? If you got Turner and Rizzo and I don't know, Rodon and Verlander or DeGrom or whoever, you know, you get a few of those names, then, hey, maybe I'm there in April. And, and, and at this point, that's really all I want. I mean, I don't even care if they win, Matthew. I just want these guys to prove to me that they can sign free agents because right now I've never seen him do it. All of that said, this whole thing about Aaron Judge, I don't think anybody, like, I don't think anybody knows what Aaron Judge is or isn't going to do unless it's Aaron Judge, his wife, or his agent. No, I, that, I, the NJ.com guy knows Ben, okay, <laughs> right, right, yeah, because you know right. he's a household name, and right. everybody knows that he's like like best friends with Aaron Judge. Right. Well, you heard from a Kansas City uh, concessions vendor <laughs> that you know he's hey he's in the industry, Matthew. That's right. He works for a major league baseball organization, and he knows exactly what's going to happen to Aaron Judge. Uh, no, I mean I don't even think Aaron Judge's mom knows, and there's been a lot written about Aaron Judge's mom. Yes, I, it's, I'm it's, a big fan a, of Aaron Judge's mom. Okay, mom, right. get Aaron to come back to San Francisco. Okay, right. exactly, exactly. The other thing I read, I've read too, is that some people are offended that 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 people are implying that Linden, California, is part of the Bay Area. Oh, but it's Giants territory. It's not the. Bay it's Area. definitely Giants territory. No, it's in Stockton territory. Yeah. <laughs> is that better? You know, you can take a boat from Stockton to San Francisco. Did you know that? No, really? You can, yes. You like can take through a the boat. through the channels through the yeah through the rivers, and then the and then the, what do they call that? The delta, and then into the bay. 
I did not know yeah. that. You can take a boat from Stockton. So you a short car ride from Linden to Stockton, and then you get on a boat, which eventually goes into the bay. Sounds like the Bay Area to me. All right, you and I got to do that one day. We got to we got to take that trip. Take a boat from I think they're I think they're trying to do a really fancy like river style co- cruise line. Nice. All right, well, you're paying, and then we're gonna go do it. Uh, like it doesn't. I think we'll just take a sailboat <laughs> or a rowboat. Right. Well, so I got a couple of names to throw at you. Potential free agents. Well, they are free agents. Potential free agent signings by the Giants. Tell me how excited you are by these two names. So the Giants go all in. They don't quite get the names that you and I have been talking about. Instead, they sign Xander Bogarts. Oh, okay. And Jerickson Profar. Oh. Does that give you the same, like, oh, the Giants are now in it to win it? No. No. Does it make no. them better, though? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I and I think, honestly, I think fans would be very upset if those were the only two names they got. But then I think, yeah, I think they would be pleasantly surprised with both of those players. I mean, um, you know, especially Bogarts offensively. And 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 pro. Yes, I mean, there's good... four there's four shortstops that are kind of on the market that are, and he's arguably the least successful or you know out of those. Yeah, four. I mean, I would say I would say out of the four, I rank him third ahead of Dansby Swanson. But yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. I would rather have Correa or Turner. Yeah, but but I would not be upset to have Xander Bogarts uh, without a doubt. So so I I would I would really like that signing. And Jerickson Profar is one that was not kind of on my radar, but like. Oh yeah, no, that does make he is a he's well he's he's good both ways, you know what I mean? Um, and and I think you would expect him to be an everyday player. Um, I think if that's all they got though, mm, I'm going to begrudgingly go to my month to month plan. Yeah. Right. I'm going to be paying. I'm not going to buy into the Giants for the for the yearly uh, contract. I'm going to pay the month to month fee. And every time I pay it, I'm going to be saying, I want Farhan's head. Well, I, yeah. And I think that that, that also speaks to Carlos Rodon leaving and not replacing him. Uh, and, and I think plan B right now is Kyle Harrison early in 2023. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, with, with wood, with wood and, um, and Desclafani and, Junis? Like I, I don't. Uh, you know, there's, there's. Web. Uh, Web. I'm forgetting You're forgetting, somebody, You're but, forgetting uh, Web. Logan Web. Well, I know Logan Web obviously the number one, right? But uh, I, I don't. You know, I mean, we've we've kind of banked all we can on starting pitching over the last few years. We've done. We've always had a really strong one and two punch uh, in the starting rotation. If we don't replace Rodon, then we have Logan Web and then three or four pretty good pitchers uh in a rotation uh and that includes a a rookie kyle harrison coming up and making an impact right away uh and and there's no guarantee on that right so uh so on one hand you're making maybe the offense a little bit better you're jerickson profar for a former shortstop not a great outfielder uh, so his, his defense isn't necessarily going to be the thing that drives him up he's got a hit uh and then you know is he going to play um i don't know I don't know. We'll see. I, I just I, I throw that out there because I feel like obviously, you know, we've been talking about Judge and Turner or Judge and Correa or Judge and Rizzo and someone else, you know, maybe Brandon Nimmo. And there's a real possibility that we get none of those guys. Right. Yeah. And no, I, I, I agree. There's a there's a real possibility. I, I honestly I think that's the likely scenario. I was hoping I, you, know, you would I, disagree with me there, Ben. I hope you would be. I was hoping you'd be like, "No, they're going to get one of those guys." No, I don't think they're. I don't believe in this management team. I don't. I. I. I have already. I've already written them off. Like I think they think they're super smart. I think that they think they can, you know, show some guys some video and analytics and and fix all the things and go sign some some real cheap bargains guys who were hurt, and and I think you know they they're they're super impressed by how smart they are. Like, that's the attitude that I, you know, and, and maybe I'm being, maybe that's hyperbole. Maybe, maybe I'm just being an over, you know, 
I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm overreacting as a fan. But you know what? As a fan, that's my prerogative. And, and also, demonstrate what, what, what examples do you have of the opposite, right? None. Zero. You have not proven to me that you can draft and, and, and develop great players. You have not proven to me that you can sign um, free agents that everybody else knows is good, too. Like, yes, you've demonstrated that you can find bargains, but we've also demonstrated that those bargains don't always hit it off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so you're just you're just you know, it's like you're so obsessed with the bargain that you're not willing to do what it takes to actually get better. Right. Doing the standard things. And that means the best that we can hope from you is getting lucky. And and so that's what I've seen from from this leadership so far. Maybe they've been setting thing everything up for this year, and like now they finally got all the money off the books and everything's like you know. And maybe that was supposed to be last year, but then 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 the year before that, twenty twenty one happened, and so they're like, okay, well, let's double down on twenty twenty one. And so maybe that's why this all happened a year later. Maybe that's what's going on. But you have to prove it to me before I say you're going to do it. And for right now, I, I, my gut is telling me they're not going to sign any of these big names. They're all going to go somewhere else because the Giants are not going to be willing to give them the money that they want or that would take them to, to end up in San Francisco. So, no, I, I'm not a believer. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not. Uh, and, and, and hopefully they prove me wrong. You know, hopefully... Two months from now, we're all like, Aaron Judge is a giant, yeah. Yes, I'm running I'm naked down my breath. street if Aaron Judge is a giant. Okay, maybe not naked. But okay, I was going to say. I'm... But I might be There's going to be some running down the street. Anyway, uh, but, you know, one of the questions as you were talking that came to mind was the timing of the signings is going to be interesting this offseason. Because you know, there's been some speculation that Aaron Judge wants the Giants to prove that they're in it to win it, so to speak, if he were to sign with the Giants. And obviously that means that they've got to sign some people ahead of, of Judge to make that happen. And then I imagine there are some of those, you know, the Correas, the Turners, the whatever, are going to wait till the Aaron Judge situation kind of solves itself so then they can market themselves to whoever lost out on the Aaron Judge sweepstakes. And... It's just, it sounds to me, it, it kind of seems to me like there's going to be this big game of chicken about who signs first and who's going to get what. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to, how that's going to play out with, with, you know, Correa. I mean, Correa has gone on record saying that he has no allegiance to anyone and that he will sign with whoever gives him the most, you know, money. And thank God for that. Good. Yeah, right. So thank there's, forget that. So, I mean, the Giants should just start with him, right? Here. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, is, if that's true, then here's our offer. Five yeah. years, this much money. That's gonna be more than five years, but yes, whatever this you much know. Money. Yes, and and whatever it takes, right? Give him the bag, and then turn your attention to Aaron Judge and say, "Look, Aaron, we just signed Carlos Correa. You know, uh, come play. We'll also sign your buddy Rizzo, and yeah. let's go." And then you go to Rodon or whoever else and say, "You in or you out?" Or Justin Look what Verlander, we did. Verlander, right. yeah, Degrom. DeGrom. Who, hey, hey, look, got hurt last year, and maybe you can get an injury bargain on him. Oh, he definitely could. Noah Syndergaard as well. You yeah. know, I mean, those guys. There's, there's, you know, some big-name pitchers that are kind of like Rodon 2.0, right? I yeah. mean, guys yeah. that will need a couple years, you know, Verlander because he's old, uh, Syndergaard and, and DeGrom because they've battled injuries. But, you know, you could get them for short-term contracts, uh, but a large AAV. And, you know, yeah. uh, they should do that. They should jump well, in and here's, do all that. Here's how you, 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 you handle this scenario. You don't play chicken. Okay? You go in there, the guy with the biggest money bag in the room, and you pour all the money out on the table, and you say, who wants it? Yeah. Okay? That's how the Dodgers do it. That's how the Yankees of old used to do it. Right? Like, they didn't sit there and count their beans. You know? They just dumped a big old pile out on the table and said, come and get it. That's how you don't play chicken. You don't play chicken. Right? And and my, you know, like, that's, it's an easy answer. There's an easy answer to this. It's just like, why haven't the Giants been able to sign free agents in the past? The answer is simple. You didn't give them enough money. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. There's no other reason. 
You didn't offer enough money, and that's why you didn't get them. So stop doing that. Exactly. Right? Or stop lying to me and telling me that you're a big market team that's willing to spend when you're not. Do one or the other. It's like poop or get off the pot, you know? Poop emoji or toilet emoji. That's right. All right. And on that note, I think we should probably start wrapping this up. We're about an hour into the podcast. And uh, yeah, I think that the you know, we've got a lot to see what's going on. It's, you know, five game, five days after the World Series is when uh, people who have to, you know, decline their option, player options and club options and all that. And then free agency begins. And, and qualifying so, offers begin, right? Qualifying offers begin. There's a lot of it going on. Uh, so the sooner this World Series finishes, the sooner we can get on with our with our uh, off season. It's gonna go seven games, and it's gonna get rained out like three more times. It's gonna <laughs> rain only inside of Minute Maid Park. It's gonna, it's gonna and it's, it's gonna take a whole another week. That's right. It'll be the first World Series to end at Thanksgiving. But, this is uh, just torture. Torture. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, we'll I guess you know by next week we'll maybe have figured this out. Uh, ben and I might record a little bit earlier next week because he's going off to Mexico and like you know and you yeah. know, playing in the sand and drinking his mai tais and margaritas and whatever. But uh, uh, so we'll we'll definitely be you know around next week. Just not sure when. But keep yeah. An maybe eye out Sunday. For us maybe so yeah, maybe we'll release on Monday or. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. But uh, thanks so much for stopping by and listening. And Ben, it was good chatting with you. And we'll uh, see you soon. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up.